Welcome everyone to this week's circuit service led by me, the Reverend Andrew Prout. I'm pleased today to come to you from outside Norton Down Methodist Church, built in 1888, 135 years ago, when certainly the roads around the chapel were a little quieter. Today we're going to be thinking about the gospel reading set for this Sunday, the parable of the talents, where Jesus reminds us that doing nothing is never an option. We might like also to think of the words of the prophet Micah, who says, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? With those words in mind, we turn to our opening hymn, which speaks of our hope for the world to follow the light of Christ. Thank you. 
him there certainly for our times, not least when we think of the sad events in Israel, Palestine, we indeed long for light in dark places. We join together now in our opening prayers. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, to you alone belong glory, honour and praise. We join you with the hosts of heaven as we worship. You alone are worthy of adoration from every mouth and every tongue. You created the earth by your power. You saved the human race by your mercy and you renew us by your grace. To you, loving God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be all glory, honour and praise, now and forever. Amen. Loving God, we have sinned against you in what we have thought, said, not said, done and left undone. We have not loved you with all our heart or our neighbours as ourselves. We are truly sorry. Repent of our sins and turn away from all that is wrong. Forgive us, we pray, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom we now, in a short moment of quietness, make confession. Scriptures remind us the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. The words of grace are ever spoken. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. And finally, the collect for this Sunday. Almighty God, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the light of the world. Free us from all that darkens and ensnares, and bring us to eternal light and joy through the power of him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'm standing here now at the font in the church, which interestingly is near the entrance, reflecting some of the very historic features of this building. Remember, the theme for this service is the parable of the talents. 
where Jesus invites us to consider that doing nothing is not an option. With that in mind, I place before you a poem. It's author anonymous. It's title, everybody, somebody, nobody, and anybody. Once upon a time, there were four people. Their names were everybody, somebody, nobody, and anybody. Whenever there was an important job to be done, everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. When nobody did it, everybody got angry because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that somebody would do it, but nobody realised that nobody would do it. So consequently, everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done in the first place. We sing now our second hymn ahead of the scripture reading, the hymn of William Reed, Help us, O Lord, to learn the truth your word imparts. Reading from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. The parable of the bags of gold. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. 
The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I, where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put your money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned I would have received back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thanks be to God for his word to us today. Amen. Shall we pray? O God and Heavenly Father, as we reflect on the parable of the talents, may we indeed learn all that it means to be your people and to be those who are named as followers of Jesus Christ. And this we ask in his name. Amen. Well, friends, I believe it would be wrong for us to conclude from the parable of the talents that the master of whom the story speaks is an image of God in the manner that the loving father is clearly an image of God in the parable of the prodigal son. Rather, I think Jesus shared this story to emphasize the foolishness of a servant who does nothing with the talent or investment given to him by a master he knows has high expectations. Think, for example, of The Apprentice and Lord Sugar, who has high expectations of those who are sat before him and his words of frustration and anger when he discovers that some may have done nothing or little. Think also in the context of this parable of the old song that Bing Crosby sang in 1949. 
I'm busy doing nothing, working the whole day through. This story that Jesus shared reminds us that much is expected of us and that doing nothing is never an option. Doing nothing meets with God's condemnation, just as the servant meets with the master's condemnation in the story. Interestingly, in the gospel, the parable sits and is sandwiched between two other parables, which also give us context. First, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins or bridesmaids. Remember that it is the bridesmaids who did nothing, who are unprepared, who are ridiculed. And then the parable that follows, or perhaps more accurately, an analogy. Jesus shares the story of the sheep and the goats, where those who do nothing are compared to those who give no food to the hungry, water to the thirsty, hospitality to the stranger, clothing to the destitute, and company to the imprisoned. Those who do none of these are condemned. Those who show compassion, on the other hand, are praised. These three stories, the story of the sheep and goats, the parable of the foolish and wise bridesmaids and this parable of the talents. They chime with so many other parts of the gospel. Think of the parable of the Good Samaritan. The Samaritan is praised. He does something. But the Levite and the priests are condemned for doing nothing. Think also of the Jesus of the Gospels, someone who when he sees need, whether it is a woman caught in adultery, somebody suffering from sickness or illness, or a crowd of people far from home, has compassion and does something. He never, very rarely, does nothing. Jesus challenges us that all of us, when we see things in our neighbourhoods, in our communities, in the world, must always do something. The prophet Micah, with so many prophets of the Old Testament, reminded us of this too. Remember Micah's words, what does the Lord require of us? To act justly to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Doing, walking, loving, these things are all doing words. It's not that we shouldn't have time for rest and prayer and Sabbath, that's all part of the Christian vocation, but in broad terms, Jesus is making clear that doing nothing in the face of need, 
in our world, doing nothing in the face of our call to mission and ministry is simply not an option. We ought also to be reminded that the God of whom the Bible speaks is a God who is not inactive or passive or detached or far away, but a God who is near, who is always intervening. Think of the God who set his people Israel free. Think of the God who spoke through the prophets when he saw injustice. Think of the God who so loved the world he gave his only son, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In the much-read book from a few years back now, The Shack, we are reminded by the author that he paints a picture of God uh, who says to the person in the story that when you speak of me, remember my name, says God, is not a noun, but a verb. It was a way of inviting us to think of God as somebody who is always at work. The psalmist says, the Lord watches over us by both day and by night. So what are we to conclude from all of this? We must conclude that in our Christian life, and in the world, and there is much need in the world today, be it around climate change and the harm we are doing the environment, be it around matters of injustice such as we see in conflict zones and in Israel-Palestine, doing nothing is never an option. We must act. We must show the love that God calls us to show and live the life that God calls us to lead. So let us in all things be at work and show concern for our neighbour and those who are struggling and through our actions show that God is at work in this world. To him be praise and glory. Amen. We're now going to sing the hymn of Matt Redmond, a hymn that invites us to offer our lives to God in work and in service. I will offer up my life in spirit and truth, pouring out the oil of love as my worship to you. So faithful a friend to 
time of prayer. Within these prayers there will be silences, opportunity for you to form your own words in your heart and to be in God's presence, to hear also what he is saying to you. Let us pray. First, let us pray in the silence for those close to home. Calling to mind the name or the face of somebody from our own family, or perhaps from amongst the congregation to which we belong, or a close friend, someone who we need to hold up to God at this time. Living God, you know our hearts and our hurts. We commit them to you now, 
and invite you to come close to those who we have named in the quietness of our prayers, bringing them your healing, your comfort, your hope. Now, let us, in a further period of silence, pray for situations further afield. Taking a moment to think of something we may have seen in the news this last week, we of course are all mindful of the situation in Palestine and Israel. Perhaps to call to mind a particular image. And in the quietness, let us hold these people and these situations before God, reminding ourselves that doing nothing is not an option. Living God, you know the pains of your world. It can feel like a dark world at times when we switch on the news, or read newspapers, listen to reports. We pray in the darkness, bring your light. In the conflict, bring your peace. In the brokenness, bring your healing. Now let us, in a further moment of silence, pray for the church. Let us pray for the congregation to which we belong, and for the wider church and God's people in every place. Let us pray that we may be a people not only of prayer and reflection, but also of action. And so, living God, help us, your people, to be your hands and feet in the world. May we not be like the foolish servant who did nothing in the parable that Jesus told. May we, instead, find ways to be an answer to these, our prayers, to bring transformation in our world, your world, 
to bring hope to communities. We offer these all our prayers, holding to the God who works through us and within us and who calls us to all that is good, to all that is true. We offer these prayers in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, who invited us to say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We sing for our final hymn, the hymn of John Bode. O Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. Be thou forever near me, my master and my friend.
We're here now back outside the church, but this time in the church garden. And it seems very appropriate to finish this service outside, for now our work begins in the world around us. So then, a final blessing. As those called to do something in the name of him who gave everything, and for whom doing nothing is not an option. May God give us strength, Christ grant us peace, and the Spirit give us courage, and the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us always. Amen.